We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We always do. Gotcha. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Frankie G, and with me today, co-founder Brian Goins. Muted I have Brian. no idea. Is my mic working? No, I literally okay. just logged it. I clicked the link like 10 seconds before you guys went live. Let's go. Oh, so you're, uh, you're scared. <laughs> okay, that's good. Awesome. Missing. We are flowing. <laughs> I've never seen you. Sorry. <laughs> we have never hosted the uh, Heat Beat Podcast. Uh, capologist, uh, statistician, uh, Christian Hernandez. How are you doing today? What the fuck is up? I'm so excited because everyone is pissed. <laughs> so let's go. Let's let's get it all out. Let's talk about it, you know? Ooh. Why why are you so upset right now? But no, let's let's keep it going. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, Saucy Takes, Coach Lou. How you doing? Horrible, man. I'm fucking tired of this <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> Uh, look, man, I'm the newer guy, so a lot of people don't know me. I'm the one who defends this front office. No, we didn't have enough to get Mitchell. No, we didn't have enough to get Kevin Durant, man. But shut the fuck up. We can't match that bullshit, man. Oh, man, I've been pacing since 3 o'clock. My, I was half asleep. I saw the thing come up. Oh, man, I was so mad, man. There, There's no more. Th- this doesn't get a pass. Donovan Mitchell, 
gets a pass. We couldn't compete with that offer. Kevin Durant gets a pass. We couldn't compete with that offer. But this right here, bro, they traded him for two players that are not going to play. One is already getting shipped to the Clippers. And fucking second-round picks, Frankie? Look, man, I know we've been doing work at draft beat, bro. Swaps. I, I fuck those fucking picks. We could have swapped into eternity, man. I don't give a... Bro, at some point... Bro, I, I dead ass think Pat Riley is asleep, man. I, I'm never the one to think, man, but he, he might be taking a little bit too much. I don't know uh, what he's taking. I'm oh, not a doctor. What's he taking? Come on, what's he taking? Oh, shit, him, man. What's he taking? <laughs> I, no, man. Pat Riley is off the lean in the fucking office right now, dog. Oh, please. Purple Andy, drink? Is that what you're saying? He's straight sip. He's not even sipping, man. He's fucking downing these shits like shots. Like somebody tapped this man on the shoulder. I, I, I he did lose a finals less than a week ago, so I, I feel him if he's still going pretty bad. Oh, that. We, but, <laughs> if he lost, if he lost, he would have done something for Bradley fucking Beal at some point. You, you're <laughs> telling me, you're telling me those players have more value than whatever the fuck we could have offered. I don't give a shit about Jovic at that point. Send that motherfucker in the trade. Trade something in 2029. It doesn't matter. Bradley Beal can be had. It's like it's like me and you are going to go buy a car, right? The car costs ten thousand dollars. I got fifteen k to pay. You got two thousand, and you buy the car, bro. Get the fuck out of here, bro. I'm walking out of the lot with that car, and then some. I don't give a fuck what it costs. No, I'm not fucking hope trafficking for Damian Lillard. We don't even know. He's. It's been the same thing for four years, man. I'm not doing this, bro. Uh, unless I get a, a notification during this show live that Damian Lillard's on the Heat, Kyrie Irving. I don't fucking know, bro. Bring me somebody, goddamn it. I feel like at this point, Saucy takes it's not enough for, for Damian Lillard to put the Heat as his preferred destination. He has no, to be here, right? I don't blame him. That motherfucker looking at Pat. Joseph Nurkic talking about it's the same thing. He over there tapping Damian Lillard like, yo, these motherfuckers sleeping in the front office, dog. Like, No, I he, think he's talking about the, the Suns, KD, and the big three. No, nah, no, nah, I took I it personally know. at that point. Fuck that. <laughs> I don't think that was a shot. At the nah, heat. man, it was a shot yeah. for me, bro. It shouldn't have been a shot because because there's no explanation. Like you know, again, like I said, man, I really try to find a way to like not overreact because I think overreacting is stupid, and we do that too much as fans. But this right here deserves an overreaction because we had everything and then some to offer, and we're trying to wait for a what if. And I don't even think they're trying to wait for a what if. I think they genuinely fucked up and they put that report out there to like ease the fans. Bullshit. Bullshit. I'm sorry, man. Take, take <laughs> real quick. Uh, shout out Lech's agenda commissioner, tier one sub. They've been sub for 16 months. Uh, shout out Ryan nice. Sprobiero. I uh, subscribed with Prime, sub for 19 months. He also oh, added, nice. of course, we can match that BS. We didn't because that contract is garbage. I want no part of a, a no trade clause on 200 million. Uh, Christian, you have the opposite reaction to saucy takes here. Uh, Lou went on uh, like a three minute rant. Well, I gotta say, Lou made a convincing fucking argument. I gotta say, the way that, like, he really said very few things that were not true, you know? And I guess that's why you are seeing such an emotional response from the fan base. But, you know, I feel like you have to consider all sides of it. Like, Brian, um, I don't know how prepared you came for this, but like, can you give us like a, like a brief breakdown of what the Heat's ability to be flexible would have looked like, their ability to make moves of any kind if they had done, let's just say for the sake of a hypothetical. And I think this is the offer that uh, Washington, I guess, well, I guess it all depends because I've read things that supposedly Beal chose Phoenix 
if that's true, then obviously none of this really matters. But yeah. let's let's just say it's pretend about it's about the offers. I think the Heat probably offered Lowry and Oladipo and maybe some filler if you want to be high Smith a swap, a pick swap, something, but like a low-end filler. You know what I mean? I think that's probably what they offered. And for for me looking at it, it looks like the Suns took the deal that was going to be the least painful from a financial perspective, which I totally get where they're coming from. You know, they, they're basically already trying to trade off Chris Paul, and mm-hmm. they're getting very little else guaranteed back in Landry Shaman. So, you know, I definitely get – if that was the focus for the Wizards was to minimize the financial impact of getting off the Bradley Beal deal, knowing that you fucked yourself with a no trade clause and all real market value had evaporated. I don't, I don't think it's a crazy thing they did. I also don't think it's the best package they could have gotten, but I don't know. It seems like the Heat didn't really feel that they needed to push even somebody like Duncan Robinson into the deal, considering we saw a report earlier today seeing some somewhat alluding that the Heat had to guarantee Duncan Robinson to get a deal done with the Wizards. So uh, I think it's just, I mean, you know, we're still early in the offseason. I think the Heat think there are better moves out there, and their actions have kind of shown that. But Brian, what, sure. would, what would the cap would have looked like? <clears throat> Well, the cap is the cap. I mean, if we're going to talk about the salary cap, I mean, we could talk about like just in general what the hard cap second aprons are levels are at and where the heat are, are at currently, which they're about like three to four million over at the moment with like nine players or eight players on a roster, depending if you believe Victor Oladipo's opting in, which I mean, I feel like um, it's almost a given. Right. So, with that said, they're basically a second apron team um, entering free agency. So, meaning they would need at least a trade, maybe two trades. To kick to kick them a couple million dollars under whether that's you know trading their expirings for for nothing back in return, they could do a wave and stretch of Oladipo's number to get under whatever it is. Miami had options to get under the second apron, but it doesn't seem like that is the ultimate goal right now for them. I think the ultimate goal for for them right now is they really want to land one of these premier players. Yeah. Obviously, Beal was the first on the market. They were one of the final two teams and. For all intents and purposes, they were in the mix up until today. And I think part of the reason why they didn't make the trades because they didn't want to include more than probably one first-round pick in that deal. It's I think the reported package from the Athletic, and I'm going to go off there because they have a lot more beat guys from the Wizards and stuff who probably have more of the details in the package than I would probably give the local reporters credit for. So I'm going to go with what they had said, and it was Duncan Robinson – it was going to be Kyle Lowry's expiring contract, which is about 28 million. They were trying to make this transaction this league year, by the way. Um, part of the reason for that is because it'd be eight. So right now, if we if we make this trade or the trade that just uh, went through for the Wizards, they're they're um, they wanted to make this trade in this league year primarily because they're able to save about eight million dollars um, in the salary cap in terms of trade matching purposes. So with the new CBA, any team that's over the apron, which the final two teams were going to be both Phoenix and Miami, both these teams are over the first apron. With the new the new CBA, you have to trade match at 110% or below, meaning you can't basically send a bunch of salary and hope that you know you're you're within a buffer of 125% like you used to be in the past. That's what it is currently until July 1st. July 1st kicks in. That number for, for trade matching purposes over, I think, like 17 million 
drops down to 110% for teams over the apron. So they were able to make this trade during this league year under the old CBA, the one that was signed in 2017. And they were able to basically make that trade happen in, in by sending two expiring contracts. So I'm talking about Phoenix's end. So they sent Chris Paul. He had a contract that was partially guaranteed. I had tweeted out saying that the deal wouldn't have been um, eligible if they basically were trying to do a package with Chris Paul and Landry Shamit. If the goal was for Chris Paul to basically be away from his partial guarantee on his, I think, June 26th or June 28th date. Mm-hmm. Um, he had half his salary guaranteed. The other half, if he gets waived, would have been you know, off the books. And maybe that was a way for the, for the Wizards to save quite a bit more money than Miami's just sending their two expirings who they could have sent, Oladipo or Lowry. Oladipo still has to opt into his trade um, to his player option for next year, but all intents and purposes, he's going to. So that's why I'm kind of assuming he would have been in that trade package if Miami was trying to do a similar deal where they were sending out two expirings. Right. That didn't happen because I believe what they want to do is I think they want to try to keep one of these expirings for future trade. So I think what they were planning to do personally, this is what I think they were trying to do. They were trying to include Duncan Robinson. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to make a trade with sending out a player that has multiple years left under salary and including a big expiring like Kyle Lowry in this move, because this wasn't going to be their only move. I think they would have gone on this off season. Right. I think what they were trying to do is they're trying to save one of the expirings for the follow-up deal that would have included Tyler Hero. So yeah. whether that was going to be Kyle Lowry, which was the easiest one to trade match for Beal's number, or Oladipo, and especially if they're going to hold out, including Tyler here on this con in this trade, then it really was for sure going to have to be Lowry in this trade because he had twenty eight million dollars that we could trade match. And I think the trade match number I'm trying to pull it up right now. <laughs> so the difference in trade matching, I was talking about this league, this league year, and then next league year, the difference was thirty four point five million dollars is what Phoenix and Miami had to match in terms of sending out salary for Beal versus forty two point six in July. So that's a difference of about $8 million. That's why I was telling you guys that this helped Washington in a way because they were able to save an additional $8 million from um, having to take on additional salary, basically. Right. So um, we also saw them, uh, saw it reported that they wanted Duncan uh, uh, in the yeah. so they can get more and I, back. And I was going to get to that too. So the Duncan part, I believe, makes sense for two reasons. Obviously, Washington wants more interest expirings and they got – in this, this trade they just got from Phoenix, what they got was two second round picks, I believe, and two pick swaps. Miami could have easily beat that with the two expirings that I was already telling you that they could have offered, which is Oladipo and Kyle Lowry. But it seemed like they were opting for a deal with Duncan Robinson and mm-hmm. Kyle Lowry, maybe just my number 18 pick. Maybe there wasn't a pick involved. I don't know. But it seemed like what Washington was trying to do was they were trying to force Miami to include at least one first round pick, but probably multiple mm-hmm. second uh, first round picks to take back Duncan Robinson's salary. Yeah. And in a way that kind of makes sense. If you're Washington, you don't have obviously like the capability to really do too much in negotiations because of that no trade clause. But if you're, if you're at the table, you're calling Miami and they want to put Duncan Robinson on the table because maybe they want to hold this other expiring contract, like a little deeper for follow-up move, you know, after this one, Hey, you guys got a number 18 pick. You guys also have other first-round picks in mind that you could probably move. Give us one of them, maybe a pick swap, or maybe two uh, first-round picks. And I think that was where the holdup was. I don't know if Jovic was going to be in this deal. I don't know if Haywood High... I mean, Haywood High probably would have well, mattered. I mean, but I think a- where it came down to was maybe Miami not wanting to send two first-round picks. 
I, and I think that was was the holdup. We won't know until we find out the full details, but I think that was the holdup. Go ahead. Chris. I mean, I, I feel like something also that just really isn't being considered is. Yeah, the risk of this being like something that really has to play out is probably not that high for somebody as talented as Bradley Beal, but he's due $50 million over multiple seasons guaranteed down the line. And if you trade for him, he keeps that no trade clause. Yep. yep so yep, suddenly, yep. if for whatever reason, Bradley Beal has a serious injury, he doesn't fit for whatever reason, he stops playing like a guy who truly cares about the game. I could, There could be a million reasons, but any of them come to fruition and he's not worth $50 million, you might not have an ability to move him anywhere. And you're going to be stuck with that. So that's why, that's why the price tag for him was so low. Why would you get caught up involving actual first round picks and pick swaps and stuff like that? You know, when those are the terms of what you're taking on. Like, I get he's a really, really good player who would have lifted this team to a new high without a doubt, but there's also incredible risk. Oh, for sure. But like Choppy uh, yes. mentioned it earlier, though, this felt like the first realistic trade for a yes. all-star level talent that they could have made. And this is where I was tweeting out today. If you're going to tell me that the Heat over the last four or five years in the Jimmy Butler era couldn't land this particular deal with the current parameters that were sent out. What leads me to believe, because they've so far, they're batting 0%. They're not, they haven't hit a single one. If you haven't hit a trade that didn't involve a sign trade with a free agent, where you were able to talk to that free agent in advance and basically have him pitch to come to Miami. Like that to me, separate conversation. But when it comes to just trading with a front office for a player that's under contract for multiple seasons, this front office hasn't accomplished that since they got Goran Dragic. And to me, in the Jimmy Butler era, getting Kyle Lowry isn't enough in terms of getting back a player, you know, in, in a trade. Like, you need players that are above those kind of guys. And they haven't landed one of them. And they've been in conversations with multiple um, players in that caliber at this point. And Bradley Beal so far was the easiest one by far of all of them to right. have, you know, return to give back in a return. Yeah. And they would have kept Tyler Hero, so they could have went for a different deal after the fact. To me, it seems like this front office has their like they they have these standards of what they want in terms of to bring back in a deal. And like I don't understand at this point like what they think they're gonna get because they haven't proven that what they have other teams want. Listen, is is Portland really gonna send Damian Lillard here if unless he basically? forces his way here like i don't know if that's going to happen but it seems like that's what miami's is pushing their their mindsets to they're trying to go for the top 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 like player that every every front office is going to want right now like it's not like it's just going to be us it's and it's not just going to be like a team like phoenix where it's going to be down to two teams we're going to be talking about several teams are going to be in the mix yeah I, uh, go ahead sorry sorry go no, ahead. no I, i'm sorry like like brian was saying I agree. Like everybody's going to be going after Damian Lillard. And, you know, to, to Chris's point, like he said, um, there's a lot of things that could have gone wrong with Bradley Beal in the trade. All those things could have gone wrong with anybody in a trade, especially yes. if you're allocating way more assets into those players like a Damian Lillard. It, it's going to hurt a lot more. Draft me. We did it, guys. <laughs> 
Bradley Beal. I saw, listen, I don't know the specifics yet. I saw Bradley Beal was traded. Like, I saw that you guys were potting. So I'm here for the celebration. What did Moose. we do? What did we do? Uh, he's, sit he's back down. Fun. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Don- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Huh? He's a Phoenix Sun. They they outbid the Heat. Get the fuck out of here. What? No, no. They they outbid the Heat. They sent him Chris Paul and Laundry Landry Shamit. Laundry Shamit. Laundry Shamit. Laundry Shamit. Are you kidding me? They took a fucking Dove Downey softener over a Miami Heat player. <laughs> Get the fuck out of wait. Do we still have pick eighteen? Yes, we do. Yes, and, and we still have Tyler Hero. And we still have Tyler Hero. We're back, baby. I really thought he came in here for draft beat. Oh, the draft beat featuring Christian. I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm so confused. No, man, but but yeah, like I'm saying, like all those all those resources you could have allocated to 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 Beal to Lillard, it, it's still the same risk reward, man. Like there are so many like fewer resources you could have. If if this doesn't work down the line, then fuck it. It doesn't work down the line. But you got to show Jimmy Butler, like, yo, look, we're getting you somebody now. Like, you got to show you believe in this team. All this Damian Lillard talk. In. Exactly. All this, especially when you could have held so many of those resources, like Ryan is stating, to go fix that fucking hole we have at the four since 2000 goddamn 18. Like, since Chris Bosh got a, a blood clot in his lung, like. We haven't had a power forward that's been relevant in the NBA since then. Like, come on, guys. Like, do something here. And I love Jay and I love P.J. Tucker, but poor Bam is having to guard one through five and rebound for this team because the guy at the four is 6'3 on a good day. Like, come on, man. Get somebody. God damn it. I'm sorry. 
No, Moose, we got to let you know. Uh, also, there's somebody that is still going to be here next year, as of right now. People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. We're going to get copyrighted from Twitch. I'm happy now. It's so much better. That was produced Jesus. by Streambeat. Twitch, Twitch, don't copyright us. No, but Lou, it's it's 100 that because, like you said, if they go all in for Damian Litter, even on the off chance that they do find a way to land it, Lillard is better than Beal too. Like I'm not here to discuss that. No, uh, Lillard, that's, that's nobody's not questioning that. Yeah, yeah Lillard, yeah. Lillard is a generational scorer in a way that Beal put up 30 a game. Lillard was putting up 39 since January 1st. I am not here to discuss that. There is no doubt in nobody's mind. But, but you got to trade. You got to trade the team for that motherfucker. Everything. Yes. And yes. Goins, can you get into like how much the difference was like uh, on if they offer all their picks? What do they have at their disposal if they trade right Tyler, now? Duncan, all their picks to get uh, Dame? What else can they get? Uh, like, is it just minimum players? What, what's the max right offer? That we can, were you asking what's the max offer Miami has no, no, right like, now for Dame? It, assuming they trade Tyler. It, it costs Tyler all their first round picks. Jovich, what else do they have at their disposal to add to this team? Minimum, <laughs> minimum salaries, and yeah. and and then other trades because you obviously, if you're trade matching just for Lillard, it's the same. Basically, it's the same deal that you would have been able to use to trade for um, for Beal because they have basically very similar contracts. I think Beal's is like a million or two million cheaper now, and like, then his his deal is more expensive. No, actually, no. Dames is cheaper, like by one or two million now. Yeah. Um, Beals gets larger in the last two years of his deal. Anyways, but it's shorter too. Um, Dames, it's, no, it's Dame, shorter. An extension. No, no, they're both they're both four years left. Yeah, on four years. Yeah, it's four. But years. that's the thing. the The appeal of the extra stuff that you would have had if you could have landed Beal, you could have attached to those expirings. Now you have to take on longer contracts to make those expirings valuable, and and yep. it's just. It's yeah. This was but you guy. you would so like if you're if you're talking about what else Miami could have had, I mean like in, in a way the difference is you would have been able to kept Tyler Hero most likely because you're I, I I think we're all assuming Tyler Hero is gone in a Damian Lillard trade. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, under yeah. under a Bradley Beal trade, it, he wasn't a, he wasn't going to be gone. I so know. Like you could have kept you could have kept Tyler Hero for that follow up trade. Your follow-up trade after a Damian Lillard trade is probably going to be like Duncan Robinson, maybe Kyle Lowry, and that's it. Maybe yeah, maybe and, a little deeper. One of those, two of those, two of those, two of those three trade. would be back still, and you can use them for a follow-up trade. What does that really give you when you don't have any more first-round picks because you gave them all up for Damian Lillard? Have we discussed you know. too the the fact that like, and I apologize if we have. I know I'm late. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Father's Day. Sorry, sorry. But. <laughs> Have we discussed the fact that, like, yes, Dame is the better player? No question. Dame and Jimmy are peers. I don't feel that way about Beal. Sincerely, I, I think Beal is a level under. Now, with right. that being said, the no trade clause was the, the reason to go after Beal. That's what we had in our favor. We don't have that with Dame. Yes. And, and I don't view Dame as someone that's going to make things messy, you know? Yes. And I unfortunately think that's the only way the heat can really land him. Um, yeah. And I just don't, I just don't think Dame's that guy to do that to Portland. I think he'll openly say, I want to go to Miami, but there's a difference yeah. between openly saying that and kind of throwing your weight around. 
and I don't think Dame's gonna throw his weight around. But but Moose, you say that, and even when Jimmy did throw his weight around to try to go to Miami, Miami didn't have enough and didn't Excellent win that point. trade. They had to wait till the offseason, and yep. Dame has four years left. They don't have yeah. that leverage with him. They yeah, have to outbid people exactly. in, in this free market. Correct. It's great because, and like you said, I don't believe Dame is going to make it messy. I don't mm-hmm. believe Dame is is even going to ask out. I I would be shocked if Damian Lillard is traded. I'm hoping for it, of course. I want him to be traded, but yeah. I think it's a it's pie in the sky. It's a pie it's, in the sky hope. So right now. what's what's the perfect scenario for Miami that has to play out? Obviously, like they have to use their number three pick on one. They, of, have, to, one of they Brandon. have to draft. Yes, they have, they to, have draft. to draft one of these guys. If they're not drafting at number three. I am shitting bricks. I tweeted something what, out earlier. I don't know what their salaries are, but I think Porzingis can be on the way to Portland, and that would just talk about getting fucked. Jesus Christ! That would, that would yeah, suck for a number. Diamonds and and Nurkic in a trade and, and try to rebuild and get and Porzingis is on an expiring. Exactly, but I, I don't know. I don't know for that number three so, pick. It's just something that I saw rumored. Yes. Um, yes. So. So that, what's the perfect scenario? So they have to use their number three pick. And then what else does number Miami three. need? They, they're they going to need Damian Lillard to basically say, hey, I would like to go to Miami. And you're hoping that the front office in Portland has takes um, Damian Lillard's word, you know, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. is able to grant him the permission to go to Miami, even if it's a lesser offer than maybe some of the other teams would give him. I think that's basically what needs to happen. And I feel like for Miami, that's a lot to ask because I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if... If Portland is gonna, you know, reciprocate that same love for Dame the way Dame has given that front office over these yeah. years, yeah, because so, I could see, I could see Dame's happiness being the difference between one one pick. All right, we'll take one less pick because Dame to send Dame where he wants to go. Fucking Brooklyn has a treasure chest of picks. That's the scary eleven. Eleven, and they, I saw I, it on Miami has like what? If if OKC cooperates, it's like five, yeah. right? Five, yeah. Four. Four. Well, four, the, four the five. Jovic as a fifth, essentially. Well, yeah, you're, or, they're or counting Jovic because he, he was already drafted. Exactly, he's not a pick. Whatever. He's not Christian, a pick you've been quiet for a little bit. You're the you're one of the ones that are hoping you're, you're giving the Heat front office the benefit of the doubt. Steer us in the right direction, Christian. Please, give us, I give need us that it. optimism. <laughs> it's not any of our hands, honestly. It's it, <laughs> D- D- Dame's got a choice to make, you know, and like. I think this is the first offseason where he's truly considering it. And the way that I see it playing out is that obviously if he decides to say it's over, he's staying, you know, and maybe they take, you know, uh, with a Miller, you know, third, if he's supposed to drop the Miller third, or Scoop, whoever's available. Yeah. Maybe they, they get some guys in free agency and, you know, build around him one more time. You know, Damus said that he loves that city and, you know, him and that franchise are super tight. But on, the flip, on the flip side, let me, hold on, Moose, let me. Yeah, let me, no, go, go. Here. On the flip side, mm. if he decides that he wants to go win a title and he decides that what the Blazers are doing are not in his best interest, do we really believe that the Blazers, a franchise that have nothing to show, like of significance to show apart from things Damian Lillard has done for that franchise since the mid-90s, do we really think that that franchise is not going to do right by him if he really wants to leave? And at the end of the day, you hope, you hope, if, like, yes, the heat, the heat will probably still have to send every first rounder mm-hmm. and a ton has of to. pick swaps, but they're still going to have mm-hmm. to bend over because the Blazers love Dame, but they're not going to love him yeah. so much as to damage their, you know, their future Correct. The status of the franchise. Exactly. You know? Yes. 
Starting but at four if, for the Miami game says, And look, Dame already said it himself. And he said it very fucking quickly, too. Like, yes, he talked about the Nets. Sure, that he would like to go play with Mikhail Bridges. And they got something nice going on over there. Sure. He talked about Bam instant fuck it instantly. Would be the most beautiful big man and fucking like point guard combo in the league. Mm-hmm. Like he knows that and he wants to win. Every time he talks about Portland and being with the Blazers and sticking through it is because he wants to win a fucking title. That's why. So if he decides he wants out, he's going to tell them he wants to go to Miami and they're going to make it happen for him. Even if he have to bend over a little bit. I, I, agree I totally you. agree with what you're saying, Christian. If anything, I wanted to just like follow up on that and, and, and add to that. I do think they will try and do right by Damien. But to your point, I also think that that doesn't mean that they're going to take whatever offer we throw at them. No, no, no. They, I, I, they, I keep saying they're going to have to bend over. This, they're absolutely. Like, this will be, in my opinion, a drawn-out thing throughout all of the offseason. And one of the questions that I have for everyone here in the chat, but primarily for, for Goins, because I know he knows the numbers, what does Portland have? to spend in free agency because for me it's like i think if you're dame okay they're drafting on thursday at this point you know that there's nothing that they can get for the third pick that's going to make it so let's look at the draft they're going to do a draft is there anybody that dame is targeting in free agency to see if portland can acquire because i think dame's going to wait out free agency and then be like okay this is what they're going into camp with now i have a decision to make Mm -hmm. Yeah, right now they're projected to be a luxury tax team. So they don't okay. have any cap so, space. So that that's great for us. That helps us speed up the process, hopefully. My they can get up was- to seven. So they can actually, the team has some flexibility. They can get up to 17.5 million cap space. But that means all of their free, free agents and non-guaranteed players have to leave. So you're talking about Tybal, Jeremy Grant. Right. Um, a lot of their other minimum contract players that they have, like Justice Winslow, Drew Eubanks. Um, uh, some other guys I've never heard of. Uh, Cam Reddish uh, is also I, another one. All these guys wouldn't have to basically. You're you're basically letting them go with their with their bird rights. Mean their their cap holds are off the books. Then they can open up 17.5 million in cap space. To me, that's not enough to get you a impact player that's better than Jeremy Grant. Agreed. So I don't know what they're looking to probably um, attack for, like what to what they're trying to get in free agency. What they could also mm-hmm. probably get is a. Um, non-tax player mid-level if they're over the, over the luxury tax. Um, so say they do bring back Jeremy Grant, they could do that. They could still open up the non-tax player mid-level exception, which is about $10 million. Um, I mean, and then they hard cap themselves at the first apron. Okay, so... Is it, is it worth it? Maybe. But, but no, no, no. Not. I'm going to take that as a positive for the Heat. Because, again, my fear was having to wait out all of free agency for Dame to finally, like, what are my options? I want to get this done as quickly as possible, but I don't, I don't know what Dame is thinking. What's his timeline? Hold on. Cause I want to play the clip so everyone can remember what he said here. Went through out of those teams, which one would you be like, "Eh, that's not too bad. (laughs) Miami, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. Obviously. Bam is my dog. Bam is my dog. Shit. It's just the the number of picks that the Nets have that scares me. Bro, he laughed and said, obviously. (laughs) 
and, and I don't want to. I don't want to play devil's advocate, but if we can't get Lillard, what else are we looking at here? Oh, I don't even want to have that conversation. This free agent. All right. What else? No, I mean you're you're right to ask that, Musabai. You don't want to have that conversation. There's a million options out there that could make this team better, and they were already fucking close. Like, like I get it. Everybody wants a big shiny name, but dude, there's a million ways that they could go this off season, especially if they're still open to trading Kyle and Tyler. Like, I would prefer Bill though. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, no, if, I, truthfully- if we're talking about second second options, if we don't get Damian Lillard, like Bradley oh, Beal yeah. was it. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. We're basically putting our eggs now in one basket, and then the third, fourth, fifth, sixth options, whatever is left out there. Kyrie? Most of them are like, – mo- I mean, but bro. the thing is, any of those free agents are not going to be realistic for Miami because they're way over the luxury tax. They're not even going to be able to be over the first apron to, to get under enough to, to facilitate a sign trade. You're talking yeah, about for- dumping like 35 to 40 million dollars and then you have to give this guy 20 million. So like you're talking like a gutting of like 50 million dollars in team payroll. That's a max player that you have to basically give up in cat space to be able to facilitate a sign trade to get one of these guys like a Brooke Lopez if you're trying to get him for like 15 to 20 million, a Jeremy Grant. Not even counting like whatever Kyrie's number is going to be yet, which is probably in the 30s or maybe even I close mean, to 40. Honestly, I wonder what Kyrie's market value right now is. And I wonder if it's underrated relative to his production, which is still very elite. So that, that's I, the only name that intrigues me. The Kyrie thing should have happened last that. year. If that was the if that was what they wanted, that that should have taken place last offseason. Yeah. When he we accepted just, that, when he opted into the final year of his deal. You didn't have to worry about trading a hard cap. That was the perfect time to trade for him. Oh, um, now McCracken's it's over. Got a good point. OG in Toronto with all the the noise around Toronto, looking to yeah. Blow I would I would have like preferred that. Bradley Beal. If you're all, I mean, if you're asking me if I'm giving up multiple picks and probably Tyler Hero for OG, yeah, I, I would have preferred Bradley Beal instead. Yeah, sure. I think the follow up at least so. At, and I, mean, I think the, somebody who can actually check Aaron Gordon and fucking Nicola Jokic. Yes. Like, we we yes. just got out of the finals. Let's focus on what would help us there, you know? But, Some more offense. Yeah, but I will counter and say that we could have had both. Yeah, I mean, sure. Right, right. Because saying, Miami would have yeah. had the option to still have several first-round picks, I think. And Tyler Hero to maybe go. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I just see you being on the heat because you and Jimmy Butler would be two – Pit bulls. That would be a team of pit bulls if you joined the Miami Heat. That would be something. Jimmy is my boy. Jimmy is my boy too, though. I, I rock with Jimmy. 
Bam is my partner for real. I talk to Bam all the time, but I'm I'm cool with Jimmy too. Yeah, I like Jimmy. Like, I literally sing bedtime stories to Bam. Like, bro, these guys are like unbelievably tight. And it's like, just get one of these guys that Bam is super tight with on the team, whether it's him or Jason or, you know, obviously Donovan just went to the Cavs, but like, fuck, man. Like, that'd be huge. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead and finish that up, what you were saying. So what I was saying is that, that the whole OG thing that you guys were talking about in the chat, like the Miami could have very real, realistically, I, I really do think this could have happened. They could have landed Beal and probably gone after OG as a second player that they could have brought back. He's at a really good salary where they could have saved money in terms of trade matching on the luxury tax by, by mm. sending out Tyler Hero. And maybe if you needed to send out any other expirings, you could have, and maybe you'd feel sit, you do like a three team trade if that's what it takes, but you could have done a one for one trade with Tyler Hero, save money under the luxury tax, send out your, your whatever remaining first round picks you would have had left from that Bradley Beal trade that I thought Miami was going to make. And like that probably could have been the, the off season. You bring in OG, you bring in Beal and that's it. Now it feels like it's just Damian Lillard and then you're bringing back probably minimums because I don't know what else you can get for a guy like Duncan Robinson with three years remaining. Like, I know we all love him, Six but like, unless you're attaching a first round pick to him, which you won't probably have, I don't know I what you're be. realistically going to get back that's going to solve your front court dilemma. Going to, yeah, uh, there is somebody else in Portland that we talked a little bit about. Is there any possibility mathematically that it works out that you could do? Work out Dame and a sign and trade for Jeremy Grant to get him over here. There isn't sign trades are not happening. Yeah, so it's tough. It's just so tough with Dame. Like I love Dame, and I think <laughs> offensively he fits. He work makes everything. It's the work. perfect fit. Perfect it really fit. is because he because he brings you the you know uh, Beal is is a great driver too. That's that was one of the biggest appeals to having Bradley on the team. Lou, like we talked about this a lot. It's just the rim pressure. Like everyone wants yes. to compare him to Tyler and they're, they're, they average Stop. similar points and stuff, but they get it in different ways. Bradley's mm-hmm. more comfortable off the ball. He's yeah. he's a better driver. He's one of the, he's like top 10 or close to it in drives every year. And he get he brings that uh, uh, finishing that the Heat couldn't get um, in the playoffs at times. And, and he's comfortable getting to the line. He's comfortable scoring at the rim. He's a, he's a good enough playmaker, and Dame is better at all those things, and Dame's a better yes. shooter as well. Yeah, Dame no, is man, elite. Dame Damian Lillard is probably the best offensive player in basketball last year, mm-hmm. and and I don't think it's a stretch to say that because for like I said, for, since January first, he was putting up damn near forty points a game, and I'm not you know it's just like you said the 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 pricing is what's the concern here. I truly don't know if you do go for somebody like Damian Lillard, what the roster is going to look around him. I fear for Bam's life again next year, uh, unless you get, you know, big step ups from Jovic. And that's even if he's I not mean, in the deal. If, if Jovic is here, I think Jovic yeah, is in the deal, yeah, truthfully. Exactly. So it's like, what realistically, like, are you going to be able to hold on to, aside from these three, to, to be able to, it's not just the, the playoffs aren't the thing that concerns me. It's getting there, right? So it's it's the 82-game season. Um, Beal has missed some games. So has Lillard, unfortunately. Um, like, it's health is something that's always iffy, but it's a lot easier if you don't put all, you know, 17 eggs in this basket and, and whatever well, prize you get the out Lillard of that. The Lillard thing, 
he was shut down because they were trying to tank. Yeah. So like he no, could have easily played way more games. No, no, and and so was Bradley. Bradley and I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying Brad was in no rush to get back from his injury. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot more tolerable, Brian. If 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 you only give up one first round pick or two first round picks, and that guy gets hurt, yeah. as opposed yeah. to you know the whole fucking team, and now and, the the guy that you gave up the whole team for is you know limping or something. And, like, and the other thing of like with Beal is like he, one one of those was like a shortened COVID year, so like yes. the amount of games he played was like on par with a lot of players. Plus he had COVID like four times. Like his injuries mostly were like COVID related where he missed like weeks at a time because of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he was on backs for a long time too. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's just been, uh, it it was the appeal of Beal was just what else you could get that you didn't have to be so reliant on your top three. You didn't have to be top heavy. If you, if you go all in for Lillard, even if you say you land Lillard, you have to go for minimum guys. You're you're trading these expirings without picks, which makes them extremely undesirable. Uh, it's it's a lot tougher, man. Um, yeah, and we've seen how long it takes some of these undrafted free agents to to develop in the system. You're, you're talking two three years at a time before Gabe, Matt, Max uh, were even useful. Now you have guys who you would need to start right away, not just be a seventh or eighth man. So it's it's tough, man. I definitely think that he missed an opportunity. Christian, yeah. do you have anything else to, to hope traffic or optimism here? Please, I need it. I mean, I bro, it's, need it. it's it's June 18th. Like, yep. The, cra- the draft doesn't yeah. even happen. We haven't seen what the, what the Heat are going to do. Draft beat, right? Am <laughs> I right? Like, I'm just like, you know. AirPods. I just, I really didn't. I mean, it's Father's Day today. A lot of fatherless <laughs> behavior on the timeline. Like, honestly, a lot of people just seem really Jesus upset. I, I mean, I know, but that's how I feel, Musabai. Um, you know, <laughs> honestly, I, I just didn't really get why the reaction was so bad. I, it's like, I, it's like I get it. Like, you know, the the relative <laughs> cost wild. in the short term yeah. would have been yeah. very cheap for Bradley Beal. That was but, the attraction. Yeah. That was the obvious attraction, and I totally yeah. get it. He <laughs> definitely makes your team better. I'm in no way trying to understate that, you know, yeah. but you got to think about everything in those kinds of things. And, like, I don't blame them for not throwing the first-round picks into a deal like that, given the terms of the situation. And it seems like Beal, for whatever reason, seems like he chose Phoenix anyway. Bro, he's so. never been about that culture. Fuck Bradley Beal. I'm so sick of this. Every fucking year, we deal with this bullshit in the offseason. Oh, I want to be a winner. Oh, I want to win a championship. Apparently, you don't. You don't want to play defense either or shoot the ball. So go enjoy your time in Phoenix. I hope you get a sunburn. Go lose to the fucking Nuggets in five or six <laughs> games in the second round. And, uh, you know, we'll see you when Dame is hoisting the trophy on South Beach. Take me out, Brass. Goins. Whoever's producing. Uh, Moose, you gotta go, right? Yeah, my food's getting cold. I thought we got Brad. This is fuck him. All right, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, chat. Well, we want to interact with you guys a little bit. Any questions, you guys, uh, comments, uh, we'll throw them up here. So talk to us. Um, it, I I think you know, I, I think it's okay to be a positive, like optimistic. Christian, because you know, like you mentioned, the draft hasn't even happened. Free agency hasn't even started. This this uh, new CBA is going to force a lot of teams to make moves, and uh, I think a lot of teams are. Oh just yeah, satisfied. that was another thing. Uh, I didn't even mention that. Like the CBA for the Heat, like this is the off season for them to make a big splash move 
like a Bradley Beal or a Damon Lillard. If they miss right. out on these guys and they don't land any of them this offseason, forget next next year because you can't even aggregate salaries when you're in your second apron anymore. Okay. Meaning, uh, meaning you would have to basically trade either Bam or Jimmy if you want to bring back a guy like Damian Lillard. That's okay. what it would take. I do have one question for you, Brian, from the Blazers' perspective. Do they have a motivation with where they're at to do a deal before July 1st? Or is it really only on the Heat side? Um, yeah, there is a motivation, actually. You could say, like I was saying like um, earlier, so part of the reason why the Wizards made this trade is because they were able to save a bit more money because the trade matching was much larger at 125% minus 110%. So I was actually trying to do the math right now. So let's so um, Damian Lillard's current contract before it hit, kicks into forty five point six million for next season. Right now it's at forty two point four. That's what he just finished playing off this season. If we're doing the math on that, um, divide that by one point two five for one hundred twenty five percent. The trade match for that is thirty three point nine nine million. If you combine, if you what's, try to do the opposite, what's which Tyler's is, money right now? It's Tyler's it's going to be like twenty something. So oh, right now. 20, it, it will be 27 million right now. Oh, that's tough because with the poison pill provision, it's half. It's half 27 million. So you're talking 13 and a half. And a half. 13 and a half. Ooh, that's low. Yikes. And because, because that's just trade matching purposes. That's just trade matching purposes. It'll, it'll be 27 million in, right on July 1st. But if you're going to trade Tyler bef- and during this current league year before it jumps to a new one with new CBA on July 1st. It's going to be half because of the poison bill provision. It becomes a little trickier to trade match because it counts as twenty-seven million coming in for Portland, but thirteen and a half going, going out, out for Miami. Gotcha. Oh man, so is it going to make sense for them to package, if just for the money perspective, Tyler and Duncan together in that deal, or is that, or is that, does that put you over? In Portland would be need? technically Portland would be taking more money in that deal. They actually would rather make make that move, I think, on July first. In fact, Damian Lillard's not even trade. Actually, Damian Lillard's not even trade eligible until July eight. Oh man, the Lechus agenda commissioner is in chat. No, July nine. Talking about trade. Actually, yeah, we we likes. can't we can't we can't even do a trade this league year because he's not trade eligible until July 9th because that's when he signed his supermax or his extension, like his supermax extension. Hmm. Um, yeah, actually, so there is no there's no way that this trade is going to be done like on draft night, for instance. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. We go. Unless, unless it's like a, a a trade that's like in, you know, like they do trades like, hey, we're gonna make this deal, but we're not official gonna facilitate beneficial. it until July nine. Yeah, that could happen. Where, where Miami basically at number eighteen, they're picking for Portland if they're mm-hmm. using that pick, and then maybe that that becomes a deal part of the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but officially, like no, actually the the one hundred twenty five percent um cap maneuver that we were talking about earlier, not even possible with Damon Litter because. He can't be traded until July 9th. There's a trade restriction until his extension um, one-year anniversary date is passed. Okay, so, so he can't yeah. officially be traded until July 9th. They but can agree on They, yeah. can, they because, can agree on a deal before that. Yeah, right. correct. It could be unofficially correct. official. Right. It just, right. It just can't be – it can't be sent to league office to, like, basically set and, and like, finalize it. So, so hopefully draft beat is working for Portland. Uh, and yes, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, 
You, so Colton, we're sorry, on sorry for, Frankie. Colton forty five in chat said that apparently it was, uh, it was tweeted that Bradley Beal picked the Suns over the Heat, Bucks, and Kings per Shams Shanaria. Yeah, so, I don't know if it was Shams or was the Athletic, and then Brad, and Barry Jackson came back and said he is sure because he's talked to people that were close to Bradley Beal and the Suns and Wizards front offices, and it sounded like he was ready to also waive it for Miami. He just waived the deal for Phoenix first. Because I think he preferred the Phoenix <laughs> package. Phoenix I don't know. His no trade clause is so weird. He could have he could have waited because he preferred the trade package that the Suns were giving back to make that team easy, like better in terms of like what they had to give up than what Miami had to give up. Who knows? At this point, I really don't know. Um, but he decided to waive it immediately for Phoenix and for for whatever Miami was offering. That's a University of Florida education. God, <laughs> uh, I was going to say, Bam, if you're listening, that sounds like bullshit. I think he didn't want to play with you. So think about that when you face him. <laughs> um, let's talk about uh, what potentially they can do if they they uh, don't get Lillard. I, I think Tyler is almost certainly staying. I was going to say 100. I'm, I'm like 85% sure Tyler Hero will be a Heat by the start of next year. And, At this point? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't see why you would trade him to just like, because because that ancillary move that, you know, Brian was speaking on, like, you know, trying to trade Tyler, package him and maybe get somebody like Ananobi. That makes sense if you have a Beal here. But without a Beal here or without like a primary scoring option next to Jimmy and Bam, that move doesn't make as much sense as it used to. So uh, I think he'll be here. But to answer your first question, I just think like, like the options are slim, man. Like you're looking at what, like Kyrie outside of Dame, maybe Zach, Zach Levine. Zach Levine is an option. Zach Levine might be an option. Like uh, there's, they're so limited, Brian. Like it's very, very limiting, and that's why I'm mean, super frustrated. Zach Levine's a fucking really good player. <laughs> like man, you know, I mean, he, he has the same. But he's gonna be Beal. so expensive compared to Beal. But. Uh, the trade package would be more expensive. I would say yeah. in, in terms of in terms of trade package, I don't know their contracts. I apologize. Clarify. Contracts for Beals are definitely worse, but it's not that much worse. Yeah, there's no but there's no no trade clause. Like it would be a bidding war with Levine. It, it would be, and, and more people yeah. would probably be down for that than and I th- I think if, if Chicago would be trading Levine, they're just looking for picks and, and rookie scale deals. Like they're they're trying to get out of the money. The so, Rose like, is maybe, probably gone too, but yeah, he doesn't. Maybe you can entice him with the expirings and the picks, but oh, I mean, not, like that's that's the probably the player I think the Heat would fall back on yeah. after DeRozan? all this. I think it would, I think it would be DeRozan. Oh, I don't Jesus I don't even Christ. love. I I don't love those options for the Miami. Like I, I, I at that point, I'd rather just see what Tyler, Tyler can become. Oh, the Miami loves DeRozan, or or trade Tyler and try to get some like pieces. Like not like instead of one piece, you know, several pieces to try to mesh out the roster, maybe a power forward and somebody who can say it makes no sense. This front office makes no sense. Do do you guys (laughs) think do you guys think the Bulls are gonna run it back since they were technically the closest Eastern Conference team to eliminating the Heat? Oh, that'd be funny. No. (laughs) I mean, for that for that sake, then the Hawks should definitely run it back because they actually did beat us. I saw DeAndre Hunter's on the trade market as well. John Collins is obviously up out of there. I don't. I, John, it's John just Collins so is going to be a hot library. He's he's the new Miles Turner. Where Miles Turner reported uh, on the trade market all the time. He just signed an extension. Like, I mean, I think the Raptors are an interesting team to watch, especially since the Heat and the Raptors have already done a deal recently. Clearly, their front offices can you know can cooperate, and they're the Raptors are looking to make moves. I wonder who you could get from there. 
Well, Mas- Masayaka and Siakam and OG are the two prizes there. Did, did, how well does Siakam fit next to Jimmy and Bam? Perfectly, but the, and OG fits Perfect. great with them too. Not perfectly, perfectly is a stretch. It's a really good fit. It's a really it's, good it's fit. a good it's a good fit, especially who's next to Bam. Between the two, but if you can I, only get one of those two, who's a better fit? At the same price? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. I think. I think. I've seen some reports that says Siakam's Siakam's price tag. I've heard is probably less than OG, which makes no sense. Then I'll take Siakam. Whoever's cheaper should. I I don't think it's that much of a difference. Siakam's going. uh, They're not trading Siakam for the third pick. What can Miami offer to compete with that? Oh, dude, we're gonna offer them rights to the Casey. It had to be like four first round (laughs) picks. I'm sure. What what they already share in the franchise. We're gonna (laughs) offer them. Two sweets on the yeah. Bacardi sweet level. <laughs> Nothing, man. God. They can get a yeah, weekly also, appearance on Heat Beat. They can host pre-gaming. And then I think what this person, um, Killer, is saying, Siakam's expiring. Like, that's true. And so is OG. Honestly, this that like Toronto could basically drag this out to the trade deadline if they want because they're both on expiring contracts. So I don't think they have to be moved during this offseason. They might try to see what looks what it looks like with this new coaching staff That's and whoever true. they decide to, to pick and maybe bring back from free agency if they bring back Fred Van Vliet, no, um, Gary Trent, any of those guys. I don't know who who they're trying to yeah. uh, what they're trying to accomplish in free mean, agency, but those are guys that maybe might be moved in, at the trade deadline. That and they brought uh, they traded Pirtle for a first round pick, so they have no incentive to ta- tank next year. True. So the Wizards are tanking, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. What do you think it would take to get Porzingis? He's he can kind of force his way out because he has an opt-in, and uh, we we've, we've seen this before with Chris Paul when he got traded from uh, the Clippers to the Houston. He said, "Hey, you can lose. I'll opt out and go somewhere else, or you, you can trade me uh, to where I want to go." So they could do something with Porzingis. I mean, he would be a hell of a fit next to Bam. He, he do you think split. he'll cost you Tyler and picks? Uh, Obviously, sure. he, she's going to sure. cost you. But okay. I, I feel like so, you're you're going to have to trade Tyler to get somebody like that. Okay. I mean, he had, uh, and again, and even Porzingis is a bit of a risk, yeah, because he's had he's got an injury history. He's clearly got some off the court stuff that he's been a bit of a knucklehead at times. Um, but dude, last season he was one of the best rim protectors in the league. He spaces the floor. He's a great fit next to Bam. Like he is, yeah, yeah. no. I agree entirely. Uh, issue because you could play Porzingis and Bam at the five for forty-eight minutes. Exactly. I, I like Porzingis, and, and but most importantly, you save the wear and tear on Bam in the regular season. I feel like that's been an issue uh, for the last few years. Like you're yeah. you're eating up Bam because he has to cover for so much. You bring some size and some size that can shoot. We've seen Bam have a lot of success with Kelly. Uh, Christian, <laughs> those were some of the best combinations. It was his best uh, four offensively. Yeah, it was it was the four five when when since Bam was in the league with Kelly, like that was their best lineup like every year. Something to watch, and again, I, uh, Brian could be you know elaborate more on how flexible they can be from a trading perspective. But Kelly Olynyk is on an expiring with only three million guaranteed for next season. And please bring him back, please. He please. he had a nice season last season. He's still a positive player, like. The Heat could use him at the end of the day. Christian just wants to change. He still plays for you, Tyler. I'm just ready because I know Tyler's gone. I need a new handle. I could just go back to the Maple Rick. It's always (laughs) there, but we need Kelly back. You know, so what's 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 the Dame one? Because you probably need to start getting that one before somebody else takes it. I don't know. I'm I'm open to suggestions. You know, I love to crowdsource things. You know, ultimately, I'm going to make the decision. (laughs) But you know, it doesn't hurt to to see options. Yeah. How 
how comfortable are you with like Porzingis? If we trade for Porzingis, can can he then in turn sign a max extension right away, Brian? Or you don't know, or not right away, but like agree to it on terms? Oh yeah, how would that work? I think I think with the new CBA, yeah, they could. So they could so um, then negotiate an extension. You can trade for him, but you're also putting a commitment, you know, four or five years down the line for if you want to extend them this, as well. If you want, but if you, if you trade for him and you waste all these assets and you don't extend him, that's true. boy, yeah, boy, that's gonna be <laughs> bad. Hot dame, that's not bad actually. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if that's available. That's definitely not available. There's it's no gotta way be it's taken. Available. Hot dame, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> I just, I just want to make sure we don't have uh, no, it's taken. Oh, damn it! Damn. God damn it! Um, oh. We we just need to uh, like it's not only about filling the four spot; it's about filling the one spot and yep. the backup spots. They have so many needs right now, and that oh, was yeah. that was one of the biggest appeals of Beal because you had other a lot of expirings to play around with. And like Brian said, this is the summer where they need to go get some stuff. They have to be active now, but uh, not only for the CBA reasons, but Lou like. We've been waiting for four years for Jimmy to get some uh, help, and they haven't been. They've been very successful on the court, but they haven't accomplished their goal. They need to get over the hump, and Jimmy's older, and they he needs more help now than ever. I've always said as great, and Jimmy is a phenomenal basketball player, and so is Bam Adebayo, but neither of them, and Jimmy himself will say, are score first players. We need somebody who is a score first player. At the level of Jimmy Butler, do you go like we need? If we have a, a, a somebody we can just give the ball to and just automatically on the pecking order, Jimmy's your second best offensive player and Bam is your third. You're looking at, at probably more success than we've had in the last three years, realistically speaking. And you know, just allow them to attack the defensive side of the ball, which they're both probably two of the best at their position at. It, it just makes things a lot easier. I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do now. It's very early. Like Christian is saying, I completely understand. I'm just. Man, my heart hurts today, and it's supposed to be Father's Day, a happy day for most folks, man, and it's just nothing but stress. How about love of the dame? Love of the – that's a banger. Right? For the love of the dame? Which one would you be like, ah, that's not too bad? <laughs> Miami, obviously. And Bam is my dog. Bam is my dame. I love it. Let's just Bam leave it there. <laughs> Goron will be back, though. I assume uh, that's my number one need, Lou. I'm glad you mentioned that. I need. We're, we'll do a free agency preview before uh, before uh, free agency yeah. starts. And uh, guys, we have a couple draft stu- stuff going for this yes, week. Sir. Draft beat. Shout out to Goins, Lou, uh, Moose, and and Siobhan. Uh, where we have some draft beat stuff. We're having a uh, hoping to get a guest on for that too. And we'll, we're going to be doing a. Uh, a playback on uh, I think it's a playback or a Twitch stream. Or, I don't know. We'll, we'll announce it as we get closer to it uh, with the draft. Um, so we, we know now we know that they, they're most likely going to be using their pick. Uh, but we'll, once we do our, we pick, don't know that for sure. <laughs> yeah. I, no, most it, likely now most likely. I would say most yeah. likely most we likely. say that. And then, and then, and then, and yeah. then we get to the draft and Miami gets demon older from number 18 to 2024 Live pick, reaction. to 2028 pick and the 2030 pick. And Tyler Hero, and who else? I don't know. Uh, Oh, Depot. And the janitors. Fuck it. Send it in. 
But once we do our Security free agency preview, my number one need is bringing Goran Dragic back. He needs to retire in Miami. And especially since they're trading Kyle, give him seven back. That that he needs to be the last one to wear it. I mean, at mm-hmm. this point, you might as well bring back James Jones because he ain't gonna have shit to do in Phoenix for the next few years. Like, 